Welcome to the e-commerce disruptors podcast, where alongside digital marketing experts, we give you our best tips, techniques, and insights on how you can be a disruptor in your industry. Hey guys, this is Noel from e-commerce disruptors. And today we are excited to welcome our guest, Chris Mead from CrossNet. Uh, we're going to be covering how uh, CrossNet came to be, how they've been adapting and everything in between. So Chris, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Chris. I'm one of the founders of CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball game. Uh, back in 2017, we created legit a four-way volleyball net, and it combines the sport of four-square uh, four and volleyball in a competitive game to 11, win by two. So you can set it up on the beach, sand, grass, blacktop, inside, anywhere you want. Uh, this is a super fun way, and it's a brand new sport. So what gave birth to that idea? How did you guys even come up with that? Yeah, uh, so we grew up in Connecticut, like up in a, a farm town in Connecticut, right. always looking for stuff to do outside. The closest movie theater was almost an hour away, gas station 20 minutes away. So we were constantly outside, like just building forts in the woods and like floating down a river. Like that, that was like our childhood. Right. So being outside was everything for us. And uh, so we were home. Uh, our partner had just graduated from college with an engineering degree. Uh, I was working a full-time job in New York. Uh, we were finally all home in Connecticut, just kind of sitting on the couch, hanging out. And we're like, hey, let's just come up with an idea and see if we could like brainstorm anything. Started writing down a bunch of ideas. And the only good one that stuck was a four-way volleyball net. And uh, we quickly like jumped on our computers, Googled it, and nobody had ever made it before. So we, yeah, so the next day we we're off to the races, like building a prototype, getting like a proof of concept. And everyone, like all our friends, we had all our friends come over. There's like 10 kids at the house. And we we're just having a blast on this four-way net that we made from like spare parts at Walmart. So that we knew we were onto something when we, we tested it out the next day. So by the time, so going from that, you know, that, that initial concept uh, and would love to, to hear what those other concepts were. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, but going from that, just that original concept, when did you guys know, Hey, we, we've really got a product here, like a, a, a potential sport that we, we can create and develop. Oh, with that, that same day, that same day, we literally, we got the prototype from Walmart. We had our friends over and we played for like six hours and nobody went inside. Nobody was like checking their phone. Nobody went in to go play Xbox. It was, <laughs> we were outside inventing a new sport and everybody had a great time with it. So we're like, if we're doing it and nobody's paying us to go do this and there's tons of other stuff we could be doing, the rest of the world would easily be doing the same thing. So from that first 48 hour period, we were like, all right, we're all in on this. Let's, let's go and let's make this happen. Incredible. Yeah. And I know, you know, just even from prior conversations uh, with you that, that really the goal of CrossNet is, is to make it, you know, the next sport, the next big sport and, and 100%. implementing that across. So um, kind of what's your thinking in, in introducing new people who, who haven't heard of CrossNet, like, but how would you describe it just in, in a quick sentence? Yeah, so it's, it's a competitive game of four-way volleyball. And you don't need to be good at volleyball, which is the best part, because I suck at volleyball. <laughs> so it's all about just keeping the ball alive, using different skills to get the ball over the net, and then eliminating your friends in front of you. And then you want to score 11 points, game to 11, win by two. And, and the cool thing is you don't have to be a volleyball athlete. You don't have to be a great athlete. You just need to have good hand-eye coordination, be alert and aware, and then kind of be a little sneaky with the ball sometimes. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, the cool thing is that we don't really – there's no perfect cross-net athlete. It doesn't matter what your body shape is or your race or your size. Like, anybody can be good as long as you have good patience and, and can play the ball well. Absolutely. So kind of 
not not too high of a learning curve, which is great. You can jump into the, the game immediately. Exactly. Incredible, incredible. And um, I know this is kind of, you know, a big, obviously, outdoor game. And uh, it's funny you say that in Connecticut, you know, having gone to, to school at UConn, I know up there it can be limited in, in what you <laughs> Exactly. You know, yeah. drive and, and everything. So uh, especially now kind of with, with everything we've been seeing with, with you know, COVID, how, how have you guys pivoted your, your, your approach and even, even your marketing um, now to, to, to fit in line with that? Yeah, so it's certainly we've taken a much more empathetic approach. We know that money is hard to come about these days. A lot of people are out of work. Uh, so what we've kind of done is we've taken a less buy now approach to like the future's coming, summer is going to get better. You're going to want the game of the summer. And also we've marketed it towards if you are home, safe and quarantined with your friends or family, and everybody's healthy, no better time than just go out in the backyard and get some exercise. So the people who have been ordering are just absolutely loving it and sitting in hours. We're getting testimonials. People are setting it up in their house. People are like in their backyard and they're like, the kids haven't come in in three days. So it's really <laughs> helping people a lot during COVID, which is a, a really good feeling as a business owner to not only make money, but make, sell a product that's actually making people's lives better. Yeah, I think that's huge, especially now you, you've got parents who are home with their kids or, you know, what have you. And, and to be able to foster that kind of outdoor activity is huge, especially considering, you know, with COVID people have, have kind of, you know, moved inside, they're, they're really trying to keep their safety but it's important exactly. that, that exercise top of mind and even even with your approach you, you guys have a, a a big presence you know in, in multiple stores like walmart for instance these giants now with covid do you find that just there there are so many more requests for your product coming through online yeah so what we've seen is in the last two months we've pretty much sold through what we sold in 2019 in two months worth of revenue. So yeah, our company has gotten massive overnight, which is great. Who knows if we could keep it up for the rest of the year, that would be a dream as a business owner. Uh, but we're just kind of going with the flow right now and, and keeping up with demand. So we're getting anywhere some days, five, 600 orders a day, which is crazy. Uh, but the retail stores keep pushing back and saying, Hey, we want more and more inventory. So we have people have pre-bought for July, September, we have orders all the way up until pretty much winter time from these retail stores. So it's good to have that predictive revenue already. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a good problem you want to be having. Oh yeah. Um, sure. And so are you able to, you know, to buy, you're able to buy online through the website um, and get your orders there kind of, or are these on back order now or, or are you typically? Yeah. So there's a few retailers that have a few left in stock. Okay. Uh, and they rarely pop up, but like some people will have like, oh, there's five left in stock here and we'll like direct our customers there. Uh, but right now we are not shipping until June 15th. Okay. So we've gone. Yeah. So that's, that's our expectations. Uh, we've ramped up our customer service just to, to make that very loud and clear. And like I said, being very empathetic, Hey, you need to cancel your order for any reason. Feel free. We'll send the money back immediately. Uh, but right now we're on a pre-order model till June 15th and then we'll be shipping everything then. So you guys are listening. You gotta, you gotta place your order now. It's, it's gonna. <laughs> Do you want it for the summer? You gotta buy it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even first checking out the game, I, I was pretty excited about it because I, I played volleyball, but just kind of having that element that is, is so new and, and dynamic, it, it's just uh, really incredible to, to have that with, you know, with multiple people as well. Um, Appreciate it. So aside from, has that really changed even kind of your? I know with with marketing, you've taken a, a much more empathetic approach. Um, does that, has that been reflected also kind of in, in any campaigns you're running or, 
or for any yeah. type of marketing you have there? Without a doubt. What we've, I've kind of like, I think a lot of business owners has kind of taken a step back as, although we're, we're way busier than I was even two months ago, we've also taken this time to like really up our branding and kind of put, put some time into like, where are we struggling as a business and where can we improve right now? Um, when we're all kind of trapped at home and not needing to go out as much. So the big thing for us has been email marketing and SMS marketing. Uh, prior to January, 2020, we barely did anything. We had like one flow set up for an abandoning car. You'd have one or two touch points and that would be it. And so what we've been able to do is we've been able to make these crazy email campaigns where there's seven to 10 steps for every flow. There's an abandoned cart flow, a browse abandonment flow, uh, a checkout flow, like a welcome flow. There's all these different flows for email marketing that we spent like the last two, three months really grinding on. But now it's becoming 15, 20% of our revenue. So we've kind of just flipped this switch in the last few months and it's made us a, a much bigger company. And the, the, the messaging goes the same way. It's like, hey, you're trapped at home. This is a great tool for you. Uh, if you don't have the budget for it, you could use a payment plan, stuff like that. So we're really just trying to humanize our touches as much as possible. Absolutely. And I, I think that's the, you know, there's always that silver lining, right? And, and one thing that with everything that's been happening, you definitely see how companies, how everyone's just been more understanding of, of individual situations and what's going on. Um, so I think that's huge. And, and just even hearing kind of the approach you've been taking with, with email and SMS marketing, that, that's huge. Having those drips are always going to be important. Um, so would you say that's been, you know, building a brand from, from this concept, Hey, let's, let's think of something cool all the way to, you know, to starting it up to them becoming a nationwide presence. How, how would you say you really were able to develop that? I, I, it sounds like the, the email marketing has been, been huge there. Yeah. Email has been huge. I think getting user gener generated content has been the biggest for us. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that we struggle on the most as a business in the beginning was the utility of the product, like getting people actually go outside and set it up. Because uh, it does, it takes five or 10 minutes. Nobody likes to be bothered anymore. They just want stuff to be done already. So um, email has been super helpful. Text message like, hey, you have a cross net, go out and play. Like, have you played yet? So little things like that. And then getting them to submit content, which we could then use to run ads all over Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And what we'll do is we'll run contests every week. Like, hey, best content that you get sent to that gets sent to us, we'll send you a $50 Amazon gift card, something so small that costs our business so little. And then we'll get 25 pieces of content that we could run advertisements on for the next quarter, you know? So little thing like that, I'll get fifth, I'll get $10,000 worth of video submissions for $25 Amazon card. So it's just like, not a bad keeping, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Keeping things super frugal is how we've always done it. Um, we typically never invest money in high quality videos. It's just always investing in money in things that make us money. Like I know if I pay a dollar on Facebook, I get $2 back. I'm going to keep double down on that. So we never make risky decisions as a business. And that's kind of how we've grown our brand successfully is by not taking foolish mistakes, not risking money on influencers. When we know just that average family out in Nebraska or Connecticut is going to get us that quality content that we need and they're going to spread the game for us. Yeah, and I think you make a, a huge, huge point that UGC content goes so much further than something that high-end, you know, video that's produced, that's edited. No, like you're seeing this firsthand. Listen, all these people are clearly enjoying the product. It, it's not fake. Why? That, that's the best way to demonstrate 
how and, and how to get new people into the in, into the product and also the sport as a whole exactly yeah like everybody has time for a six second ugc clip like on their facebook screen like i might not have a minute for like that drone shot and that beautiful like bad boys video like i, I just <laughs> we, we don't need it so ugc has been huge and it's been a great way to get people to actually go play the game and the coolest thing about it is kind of how we started the game was we'd go to the beach in miami where we're from yeah. Well, now, now we're from, and we'd go to Miami, and we'd set up the beat game. We'd, set, we'd go there at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, and we'd just let people play on it till 6 o'clock at night. And then people would buy from their, wherever they live, and then they'll go play, and they set up, and their friends will buy it. So by getting people outside, the more people will actually end up buying it. Like, in the neighborhood drive-by, oh, there's a cross that in the yard. I made it for my yard. That's incredible. And yeah. do you guys, is there any way that you're currently tracking, you know, I, I – Definitely doing these these contests, I think, is, is a great way to very quickly generate authentic, um, that authentic content. Do you, is there any way you guys track that, how that's performing, or, or the results that's yielding? Yeah, I mean, on the, on the ad side, we could track what videos are doing better on the Facebook side. What we actually just did set up, though, is we got a lot of requests for referrals, because a lot of people, like our biggest champions, are like, oh, my friend wants this. Can I get a referral code or something? So we just started using a tool called FriendBuy. Uh, which was literally within the last 48 hours, but it seems like it's working so far. Go on our site, click uh, click the referral. Uh, you get $20 back, and your friend gets $20 off. So it's a win-win. Obviously, we eat, we eat up like our our cost, but it's it still gets the game out there, and it's it's a good referral tool. So excited to see how referrals do for us this year. Nice, fantastic. And just do you have any kind of additional tips? If, if for anyone that's starting a brand or how, how can you really take it to that next step? Uh, you guys are, are in huge distributors and how, how were you guys able to, to really level up that quickly? Yeah, it, it's, it's challenging. One, obviously it's, we're very fortunate to have a good product uh, in the sporting good industry. Not many new products come out that are super exciting like ours. Right. Uh, so we definitely, we're definitely lucky there. Uh, but on the brand side, it's just, I think really like honing who you are as a brand humanizing it as much as possible if that's who you are and staying frugal and cheap. I see a lot of people like when they start a company, they'll order like 10,000 units to start or 5,000 units because they're, they couldn't negotiate with the manufacturer or something like that. And they put themselves in this massive hole where they're working for the first two, three years to even recoup their original like investing debt. Just start small and, and, and double down when you make the money. And that's how we were able to do $10,000. We were able to see a return that much quicker instead of just going to these banks because I needed to fill up a warehouse inventory and I didn't even know what was going to sell you. So building a brand, it takes time. People aren't patient these days. It's going to take two years. It's going to take three years, but it will be worth it in the end. And as long as you're measuring for like little success every day. So am I getting more traffic to my page? The only way you're going to make more money is if you get more traffic to the page or you get a huge distributor that just buys every single day. You get more traffic, you measure for your conversion rate, see how much that traffic costs you. And if you're making money on that, double down, increase that spend. I like that mentality. Yeah. Uh, definitely, we, you know, you see business, businesses, unfortunately, invest without, in things without really trying them or even taking a deeper dive into, into what that return is going to be. And I think your, your, your approach to the double down is, is, is true. You see something's making you money. First, let's prove it, and then afterwards, boom, you've got, you've got a formula that you can replicate over and over again. Exactly. So, so with, with everything, you know, happening, you know, do you have any kind of one last lesson that you would, you would want to leave the audience with in, in terms of, 
your business right now, how it's grown and, and even how you have had to pivot for everything going on right now? Yeah, I think just since it's grown in the last two months with COVID, it's just been, we've become much more understanding as a business and really have been able to humanize things that much more. We're no longer just a brand, but we're, we've been able to show like, hey, we're three 27-year-olds running this brand. We are not perfect at all. There's going to be mistakes that happen. The best thing I could do is just pick up the phone and explain that to you. I'm doing the absolute best I can. I'll give you your refund back if you need it. But at the end of the day, you're having an awesome four-way volleyball game, and you're going to have so much fun this summer. And it's just being honest and humanizing all of our touches. And we've seen our conversion. We have our best conversion uh, over the last two months, and we're converting almost at a 4% rate on our website, which is great for us. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're seeing a lot of traffic come in, a lot of people converting, and it just all becomes by being human. People want to buy from other people, not from these big box robots. So be human, capture emails very early on if you're starting a new brand, capture phone numbers. Those are some big mistakes that we made was not doing a good enough job of capturing stuff. So capture all that data now. You never know when you're actually going to end up using it. Absolutely. The more information you have readily available, the better. And you, you mentioned just even the, that customer service aspect is, is huge. Being able to not only relate, but reach out and, and make yourself available at, you know, whenever, whenever possible to, to keep that, that human touch point going. Even with everything happening with COVID, you know, the social distancing, it, it's very important to, to keep that human element. And I think that's something you, you've kind of iterated mentioned throughout this, this podcast is keeping that is, is really going to help you grow your brand. Yeah, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've given out my personal cell phone number in the last week to just customers like, Hey, this is the founder. I know you think like we're this big store in Walmart and target. Like it's just three people with some employees and like, we're trying to make it work for you. If you have a question, like shoot me a text, give me a call. Like I'm here to talk to you. So people really appreciate that. Fantastic. So Wanted to thank you, Chris, just for you know taking time out of your day. I know you guys are, are crazy busy with, with the numbers of orders going through. But thank you for coming on, speaking about CrossNet as a brand, and, and really just giving some tips and, and ideas on, on brands that are out there kind of you know growing and, and, and continuing to, to explode how they can approach their own, their own business and, and, and really continue to offer. So wanted to thank you. Uh, thanks, guys, to everyone listening out there and for tuning in. Uh, as always, we want to keep bringing you tips uh, on how you can grow uh, your business, especially in, in that digital presence, which is more important now than ever. And stay tuned for the next episode. And as always, stay safe. Thanks, guys. This has been the E-Commerce Disruptors podcast presented by Electric Engine. Subscribe today to stay up to date on all future episodes. Please follow us at Electric Engine on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or shoot us an email at podcast at electricengine.com. That's engine spelled E-N-J-I-N. Feel free to leave us any comments or questions about this episode and let us know what you'd want to hear on future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening.